In today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts, welcome to the lame duck season for the Vancouver Canucks. If there was any doubt since our last episode, the Vancouver Canucks were not going to be a playoff team in the Scotia North Division. It was confirmed with their last two losses against the Edmonton Oilers. We break that all down for you these last two games. They blew a 3-0 lead on Tuesday. How the hell did that happen? Why the bottom six will be the biggest problem for the Vancouver Canucks going forward. Why Travis Green, the decision not to extend him, is having ramifications throughout this season. And much, much more. Should be a good one. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome. To another episode of Power of the Towel, the Friday episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Before you listen any further, yes, subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network wherever you get podcasts. You get this show, Power of the Towel, now twice a week for the rest of the NHL season. You get Silky and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit, the Quickie, fastest hockey show. In the universe with the one and only Trevor Beggs and sipping on a 40. I know Kyle's down bad with the state of the Vancouver Canucks, but there will be episodes of sipping on a 40 in some capacity. Do not worry. And why is Kyle Bowen down bad about the Vancouver Canucks? Well, it's quite simple. The Vancouver Canucks will not be making the Stanley Cup playoffs next week. I know. I know. They have a two-point-something percent chance, according to The Athletic. But it's over, folks. If you had any doubt before these last two games against Edmonton, it's been confirmed. It's been confirmed right now. The Vancouver Canucks will not be making the playoffs. And now it's time for some big decisions to be made. Again, welcome to the lame duck season. For the Vancouver Canucks, you have a coach in Travis Green who does not have a contract after this season. And it's very easy for the Vancouver Canucks to walk away from that heading into next season. You have a general manager who in any other season, in any other season would be gone by now. He would definitely be gone after this weekend considering the state of this franchise. And yet... As of the time of recording, he is still the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks with no plans, no rumors that he will be let go, that changes will be made. Welcome to the lame duck season. This is what it's going to be like probably the rest of the season. You will have a GM who no one believes will be here the rest of the way, and you have a head coach who is a good head coach. I will stand by the fact that Travis Green is a good NHL head coach who may or may not be here the rest of the way because of the decision not to extend him prior to this season. 
Again, Travis Green is a good head coach. I've seen nothing. I have seen nothing to suggest that he is a subpar NHL coach. If there was, you know, there's going to be a few openings in the NHL head coaching circles next season that Travis Green would be perfect for. We've talked about it on this show before. Anaheim, L.A., Detroit, young teams looking to come up with a new core would love to have Travis Green on their team. But you are starting to see with the Vancouver Canucks and some of these roster decisions why not having Travis Green under contract is starting to play a big role in roster decisions. Why else would you think Antoine Roussel is still in the lineup after a horrendous, horrendous Tuesday game against Edmonton? Why is Ole Ulevi? And I'm not a big Ole Ulevi fan. Why is he out of the lineup over a guy like Travis Hamannick? These long-term decisions need to be made about this roster with a head coach that does not have the incentive to make these long-term decisions because he does not know if he will be here after the season. Travis Green, according to Rick Dollywall of The Athletic, is looking for around $4 million a year if he hits the open market. And maybe it comes down to money for the Aquilini's that they don't want to pay this guy the $4 million. This contract should have been done before the season. In a normal world, it probably would have after the bubble. In a normal world, there wouldn't even have been the bubble. And I think people who were drunk off the bubble are now experiencing that hangover. And like we have a, we have a saying on this network, honest people, honest podcast. I thought the Vancouver Canucks, if Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes could play to an even better level to an even better level than they had in the bubble, that could paper over some of the holes that we all knew the Vancouver Canucks had. And Elias Patterson's been okay, but Quinn Hughes, sure, he has the points, but he has not, not been that great defending at 5-on-5. Five five. There was that play. Well, let's talk about these games. The Tuesday game, the, the depth of this team, it was shown again on Thursday, but it was apparent on Tuesday, the depth of this team simply isn't good enough. And when you don't have depth you can rely on, it relies on four or five good players to carry that load. And then when they're playing subpar, you're hooped. And when you blow a 3 nothing lead as well, the problem is mental. The problem is mental with this team. Everyone was joking about it online. Oh, 3 nothing lead. Still a very good chance the Canucks blow this lead. And we were right. And if we know it as fans and as people who commentate on this team, then it's got to be in the back of the player's mind as well. JT Miller in that Tuesday game had a very weird, weird peel-off at some point. I believe it was sometime in the second period. I, I have my notes in front of me, but I forgot to write down when it was. And you see the, the Thursday game, he got demoted to the third line, maybe because of that. And that was a weird decision, I think, by Travis Green, that if you want to get JT Miller going, he's still getting power play time. But they get JT Miller going, you're going to play him with the center and Brandon Sutter who has zero assists. And in a regular season, yes, and in a regular season, the Vancouver Canucks would usually fire someone after a blown 3-0 lead at home against a division rival. Where three of those goals when they lost 4-3 came in the third period. 
It looked brutal. It was brutal. And again, in a regular season, the Vancouver Canucks will usually fire someone after that type of game. But this is not a normal season as we as we've alluded to before. And after that game, you know, you had guys like Tyler Myers, Travis Green, try to give the old moral victories answer. Oh, we're playing good. We're playing good. We're playing better. Maybe that just means you have a bad roster. Because if you keep on saying you're playing good games and you can't even win, that screams to me. Yes, that screams to me. You don't have a very good roster. That Your roster is trash. That Thursday game. It was shooting practice for Thatcher Demko. He, he had a good game, and there's no doubt in my mind that Thatcher Demko should be the starter for the Vancouver Canucks going forward. But again, the situation with Travis Green, if he has a long-term contract signed with the Vancouver Canucks, and maybe he's playing Demko more. But again, he wants to win. He's an NHL coach. He's going to defer to a bunch of these veterans. Which is why I think Holpe, even though Demko should be the starter for this team going forward, will still get starts. Jake Vertanen. A lot of talk about Jake Vertanen in the market. He got close a couple of times. Close but no cigar. And we saw that was a quintessential Jake Vertanen game, wasn't it? He has a couple of good offensive chances that if you're watching the game from your couch, okay, Jake, he's figuring it out, he's figuring it out. And then he takes a couple bad penalties. And then you see why an NHL coaching staff will not trust him to the same extent. He's got to, I think at some point you have to move on. You have to move on from Jake Vertanen. I don't know when that is. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But at the end of the day, he, it's time for the Canucks to move on from Jake Vertanen. I firmly believe that. Again, we, we touched on it earlier. JT Miller got promoted to the third line. Still, still, Got power play time. Fair enough. The power play was terrible last night. 0 for 4. Looked very one-dimensional. And I noticed something. Elias Patterson's almost double-clutching on the power play. There was a couple of times where he had the opportunity to one-timer. And he stops the puck. You know, tries to get his wrist shot off. Tries to pick his spot. And then by the time he does that, penalty killers are already there to, to block it. To take the puck off his stick. Lewis Patterson, he's double-clutching it a lot more. I'm going to have to walk. Keep, keep your eye out for that the, the, the rest of the way. Is Elias Patterson double-clutching more on the power play? Because I think he is. And it's, it's been happening earlier this season as well. But after that loss on Thursday, the Vancouver Canucks, as courtesy of Jeff Patterson, they have won two games in their last 13, eight in their last, in 24. That is not good. Their point percentage is right around the Ottawa's and Detroit's teams with cap space who are actively trying to tank. This team was not supposed to be tanking, but they've essentially gone into another accidental tank here, which is wild to think about. On, I believe it was the first, second intermission panel, Ian McIntyre was on uh, was on the panel with Sadiar Shaw and Dan Murphy. And I don't have what he said exactly in front of me, but it, it was clear. He's already starting to you know, peddle the excuses management will eventually use when they don't trade anyone. They're be, oh, it was COVID. Oh, we can't give up so soon with Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes on the team. You're already starting to see those excuses get peddled. 
And that's not good enough. That is not good enough. The team needs to be proactive for once. The team needs to get in front of this and not use excuses. And if Jim Benning doesn't want to do anything, if he wants to... And I, and I saw people online saying, oh, he's going to try and trade future to save his job. Nothing's happening in this, on, to this team without the approval of ownership. Jim Benning is the definition of a lame duck right now. A lame duck GM. Nothing's getting approved unless ownership approves it. So that's not happening. But we're always starting to see maybe some of the excuses start to be billed by some actors in this market. Anyways, we're going to take a quick ad break. Then we're going to end off this show with why you, yes, you, a fan of the Vancouver Canuck, deserves better. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now we're back. And again, we teased it. Why do you, a fan of the Vancouver Canuck, deserve better? And I agree, we deserve better. People who invest their time in this team deserve better. They deserve a management team that is going to build off the core that this team has. We deserve, yes, we deserve finally a management team that is not going to shoot themselves in the foot with overpriced free agents, veteran free agents. We deserve a management team that is going to take a proactive plan, a two, three-year plan, what have you, lay it out there and say, this is what we're going to do and articulate it well. We deserve a management team that is going to maximize what we have with Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes in their prime. That is not Jim Benning. Jim Benning's Plan is the no plan plan. Has been pretty much since he got here with the Vancouver Canucks. I don't agree with trading off guys like JT Miller. I think he can still be a valuable piece to this team. But you have to be proactive with this trade deadline, with the quarantine, with all the COVID stuff. You have to get out in front of it. You have to try and draw up interest for guys like Brand Sutter and Tanner Pearson and the other UFAs and even a Jake Vertanen, maybe even an Adam Gaudet if you don't believe in him. You have to be proactive. We as fans deserve a management team that will be proactive with these things. We as fans deserve a management team that has a plan to win a Stanley Cup. And that is not Jim Benning and company. Again, they are the definitions of lame duck managers. They will be, I, I firmly believe they will be gone by the end of the season. Now, whether you trust them, yes, whether you trust them, 
to carry out a vision the rest of the season is ultimately up to ownership? I don't believe so. You need to have an interim GM in there who is more in line with the long-term vision of this franchise, whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is Jim Benning and John Weisbrod do not have a long-term plan for this team. It's very clear. This is their roster. They've been here close to seven years. In May, it will be seven years for Jim Benning and the Vancouver Canucks. We, as fans, deserve a management team that will be proactive, that has a plan to win this team its first ever Stanley Cup. And not a management team that chases veteran free agents because they have the cap space with no regard for what the salary cap structure or the team might look like three to four years down the road. That's how we got guys like the Jay Beagles, the Louis Eriksons, Antoine Roussels, even buying out guys like Sam Gagne. Remember him? Burying Sven Berchi. No plan. No plan. Enough of that. We need a plan. We need a plan to get this team to its first ever Stanley Cup. And if you were a Benning guy before this season, I struggle to see how you could be a Benning guy after this disaster of a stretch. Again, 2-13. and 13. Shout out to Rob Williams. I have his tweet out here. This past stretch for the Vancouver Canucks has been their worst since the 80s. Since the 80s. And they were dog shit in the 80s. 3.75, 375 point percentage. Sorry, not win percentage. Senators and Red Wings. Worse. But they're not far behind. The fewest points the Canucks have had after 24 games in the season since 97-98. Started the Messier era. That team had fired their coach and GM by this point. It is time for a management team that has a plan to get this core to a Stanley Cup. Enough of the no plan plan. We need a management team that has a plan. And that is today's Friday episode of Power of the Towel Part of the Next Misconduct Network, a podcast. I'm your host, Nick Body. Make sure to subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network wherever you get podcasts. Again, you get Power of the Towel twice a week with myself, Nick Bondi, Silky and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit, The Quickie, and Sip It on a 40. Once again, this is Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Thank you for listening.